Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies, tech news and our topic of the day which is... Something you came up with, the gaming and hobbies thing. Gaming and hobbies, yeah. Oh no, I know what it is. It's uh, about uh, gaming, what we get from it, what's the psychosis behind it, what's the reward That's from it. That's the one. That's the topic, apologies. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. This week's beer of the show is a or- Orinoco Mocha Milk Stout. Orinoco. I think that's what that's it. Or- yeah, Orinoco. Uh, it is by Drygate Brewing Company uh, in Scotland. So this could hey. be fun. I kind of, I literally picked this up about, I don't know, an hour ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been in the freezer for a bit, so hopefully it'll be okay. It doesn't say if it should be cold or not, yeah. but I feel like it should be cold. And it's actually stayed surprisingly cold. So. It says it's a deep, toasty malt flavor, sweet vanilla, huge coffee and chocolate aromas. I like the so sound I of that can't already. Read the rest of it because it's shiny. I love mocha. Mocha is one of my favorite coffees, which is like yeah. people are like, oh, you should have a cappuccino and nothing else. Like <laughs> when I went to Bar Italia in um, Soho, they're like, what are you five? Well, don't get a mocha, get a cappuccino. I was right. like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I love mocha. It's that chocolate hit and that coffee hit, both at the same time. It is my favorite. But I, um, this actually looks really nice. A dry gate brewing company. Uh, chocolate aromas, artisan coffee, and Campo Bello from Santa Maria, Colombia. Yeah, so Taste this could be fun. Peanut butter, chocolate, and ripe figs. All right. Okay, that last one puts me off, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh slight, slightly oh going God. off the top. Okay. Okay, this is dark. Well, it's a milk stout. I mean, milk stout yeah, makes yeah. you think pale, but then it says stout, so then you're like. That's true. Maccasins. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, yeah. That is so wow! That is so coffee-like. Like even the uh, the head on it, giggity goo, is really really dark. Why can I not fucking oh. pour beer anymore? Hey, no, me either. <laughs> Look at that. So basically, listeners, when I poured this beer, it's half head, half stout. But then at the same point, maybe because it's a milk stout, it's quite lively anyway. Yeah, I think they are lively, but I still think I should have poured like super fucking slow. What do you think? Did you just take a sip of it? I take. I took a sip of the head. Uh, but it's actually lovely. Okay. That's really nice. Uh, 6%. Ooh, Ooh it's, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. a quick sip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so we have a beer rating scale. Uh, we're going to change this up. Yeah. Uh, but usually we've got a 1 to 5. You can kind of get what that means. So one's like, I hate it. Two, it's all right. Three, yeah, it's good. Four is definitely like one of our strongest ones. It's like, this is a firm favorite. I want this again. Yeah. Like when we did Ecusaw a few uh, yeah. weeks ago and that was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. been pining for it ever since. We've never hit a five and I don't no. think we ever will hit a five. We might one day. One but... day, yeah, I don't think so. We haven't done it yet. We've had, what, maybe 10, 10 yeah. or so beers maybe. I reckon it'll be like one of those limited beers we find, which is very yeah. hard to get hold of and we haven't. It's like mind blowing. They yeah. probably like laced it with crack or yeah. LSD <laughs> and then we're like, I really want this That's again. probably what it would need to be to tip it over the edge, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, so yeah, let's, um, I had, we can try and drink this, but it yeah. is quite frothy right now. Do you know what? It looks like the froth you'd get on a cappuccino, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, it's <laughs> so dark. It's got it's that texture. Awesome. Clinky. Like, should I just get a quick picture? Yeah, get get a quick p- picture. Right, let's... Uh... I'm going to let this settle a bit more. It has that sort of... Uh, when I poured it, it was almost like Guinness. So maybe I poured it a little bit quick. It. I mean, yeah. I, I just loved it. When it said malt flavour, sweet vanilla, huge coffee, chocolate. Vanilla and chocolate are two of my favourite flavours. So yeah, OK, let's go. Down Do the it. edge. Wow. Mm. That's different, huh? Yeah. 
That's weirdly refreshing. It's like an iced coffee, but in beer form. It really is. I'd quite like the head to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I got the tiniest bit of actual liquid then, but... Right? Oh, wow. I like that. I can definitely taste the coffee. Mm. Definitely taste the coffee. I can taste the coffee. I can taste a bit of the chocolate. I'm getting a bit more vanilla than I am chocolate, mm -hmm. but it does taste like a, a nice cappuccino. And yeah. I love that, especially with how hot it's been in the UK recently. You see, I thought this was going to be a bad choice because yeah. it's been so hot and it yeah. still is really hot. And we've done this a couple of times recently. We've got a beer that we're like, oh, this would be great in winter. In fact, yeah. Ali was talking about that on Discord the other day, wasn't she? With Maple nut beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that's something we should like see if we can talk to like a, a brewery about. Say, like, it's <sighs> a great idea. You know, what's good for summer and what's good for winter and why? Like, but I think I like this one. I don't know. My initial impression is probably like. A good three? Yeah, I'd say a good three as well. I don't think it's quite good enough to be a four. No. But at the same point, like, I've been drinking coffee all morning. I'm wired. <laughs> I had two hours of sleep last night. It's hot. It's bothersome. I literally got up, watched a few funny Vine videos, mm -hmm. and went back to sleep. I'm so peppy because I've literally had my, my body weight in coffee, and this is just helping that along. So having had, like, chocolate coffee, vanilla coffee, rum-flavoured coffee, all right. cardamom cake-flavoured coffee. That and now. Weird. Yeah, it's actually weirdly nice, right? And a coffee-flavoured stout is just, this is all so good. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. What do you reckon? I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I'm actually really surprised we got this much out of a can. Yeah, It's it literally like a, a Coke can, um, but... I mean, it looked like it filled a pint glass, but that's because, you know, we got loads of head. <laughs> <laughs> Something I usually don't get. <laughs> okay, so what have you actually been up to, dude? It's been, it's been a long week, it feels like. So what what was the last thing we put out? Was it one of your mini-sodes as well? Yeah, one of my mini I did a mini-sode on the Horde, because you did one on the Alliance, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm going Horde this expansion, so I've got to do it. And I've still got my priest so we can, we can play and level, yeah. right? Because don't get me wrong, listeners, I love the Alliance. It's what Ed got me into when I first began, but over the years, a lot of my friends went Horde, and I have to choose a side. I have to go with Horde yeah. because that's my spiritual home. However, it's really weird, because like I led an RP guild for two, three years on the Alliance, Everything I did on the Alliance side, I'm so torn. Yeah. But I got a nut up or shut up, so it's hard for me, this expansion. Well, I'm definitely going Alliance, but we'll we'll get to that a bit later in, in gaming. But so, I, I've i kind of become obsessed with a car. Yeah, suddenly. I like, like this. <laughs> this came out of nowhere, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, I'm not really like a massive car person normally. And now, is that a fly or is it a wasp? Hopefully, it's not going to... Ding us wherever it is. Anyway, uh, benefits of being in the middle of nowhere with a shed. Just in a shed in the middle of the woods. Yeah, so car obsession. Um, I, I like to set a future goal that is kind of vaguely achievable. Mm. Um, and I think based on how things are going with work, it is achievable in the next two to three years That's that wicked. this could be good. So the goals are, you know, obviously a house first. That's the plan. But then there's a, a car that is sort of a joint project between Subaru and Toyota, which has been out for, I think, since 2012. But it's the Subaru BRZ or the GT86 from Toyota, and they are really cool looking. So like, what is it that got you when you first saw this car? How when did you first see it? What got you to thinking, that's what I want? I don't even know. I was trying to think about this when I was writing the show notes, and I was like, when did I suddenly decide, and then why did I suddenly decide? And we... You know, we'll get to this in a minute as well and it, with movies, but I started watching the Fast and Furious films again. And now I don't know whether it was something related to that. And I was like, let's see. I think maybe what I did was I was like, all right, what's a real wheel drive coupe type car? Mm. And then 
I like on auto trader to buy buy or sell cars and look on there and see what comes up. And I think maybe that was quite high on the list of sensible-ish pricing and looking pretty new. Yeah, because there's there's plenty of real drive cars that are a lot older and therefore cheaper. But like I wanted, to, if I'm going to get something, I don't want it to be like an old car. Yeah. Like I want it to be a relatively new car. And then we'll go from there. But I, I honestly, it's it's ridiculous how kind of obsessed I am with this thing in a short amount of time. He <laughs> um, uh, th- was telling me about a game, which we'll get to later on. But I like that. I like that there's an obsession. Like, I've been trying mm. to find an obsession recently. And I tend to dip in and out of projects. Like I had my sniper rifle. I've not touched it in ages because I have to buy more parts for it. Yeah. More things. There's always something. Um, yeah, so how's work? Busy. I've got like... 40 odd videos to edit God. but it's it's fine there's we, well i'm going on holiday kind of uh from tuesday so that also with the show will probably the next main show will be like the 20th of august onwards or something yeah um but i when we come back from work there's a lot at work come back from holiday there's a lot to get done but yeah it, it's 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 busy but good yeah and it's nice. keeping you occupied in that sense well i say it occupied yeah it makes the week quick yes, it does right? it does but it's been like uh, long days every every day this mm. week i think um well and the week before so but it's it's getting better because i've got one day left on monday and then i'm on holiday. hell yeah screw that uh the only other thing i did this week was try a new beef jerky now this piqued my interest because of the flavor of beef jerky yeah so sriracha right? i love sriracha <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so good i have it on pizza i drown that if my really? mouth's not burning i'm not happy you see i hadn't really had it before that sort of flavoring but mm. this so I've had like I can't even remember the name of the the normal beef jerkies that we get, but they're okay. Did you get that? Fly? I hit it. <laughs> Sorry, like this fly, and I just ninjaed it. Yeah. It's probably still alive, but if not, we'll get him. This will be a theme throughout the show. We will get this damn fly. Fuck you, fly. Anyway, yes. Beef jerky, yeah, really good. So normally the beef jerky is quite chewy that we get. Like mm. it's not. It's it tastes good. Yeah. Like, but I've never had anything like this. It was all nice and soft really good flavor and just so good i cannot remember what the damn thing was called but they're not we've got screenshots so, somewhere like, yeah. but sriracha is my favorite i'm not a big tabasco fan tabasco is it tabasco yeah oh, i didn't get them fully i smacked them on the floor but, <laughs> but tabasco um was something that my dad loved and yeah. he loved all spicy things whenever i go for a curry i'm always getting a madras or a vindaloo because i like that okay, spice yeah. and that heat but sriracha is like this vinegary i'm salivating thinking about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. wonderful so yeah it was it was great and I think best. I wish it was better value for money overall yeah. because it's like two pounds fifty for like thirty odd grams of beef jerky. It's the amount of work they put into it therefore yeah, that's yeah. the price. But if there's ever like discount beef jerky, I'm getting that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's kinda of been my week. Car, wanting wanting a car and then holiday beef jerky. beef jerky. Nice. Yeah. That's a good week. Yeah, what about you? Um so I had a thing about being at work and trying to find uh, some sort of forward momentum. You know, a place I worked, um, I started working at this place and, you know, it's trying to fit into a family of uh, people who've been there for 15 years. Right. And they're all they're all kind of like veterans of the trade and a lot of them are disillusioned or kind of this is just a job. And so when you come out of university and you really want to get into something, you want that drive, you want that motivation. I lost it at yeah. that place and then I lost it at this place because... Uh, you know, you become a cyberarian and it's a bit like, well, where's the forward momentum? Where's the push? Do I have a senior? Well, I have a senior of sorts, but not a senior in my craft. And that's not that's not an, an issue with um, anything that's going on in my life or my job. They're wonderful people, but 
uh, someone raised to me the other week saying you have to have some sort of momentum. You need to find your own way forward in this because you might not get it here. How yeah. do you do that? And I was like, well, I like 3D. That's what I love doing. I might be terrible at it, right? But I like 3D, and that's what I want to do. And I also love video games, which is partly, you know, a massive part of this podcast. So my goal during the week was, I was actually working on another job, which was pretty fun, which was, you know, just like a a 3D turning hashtag luck and booth and stuff for a a well-known company. Uh, But I wanted to make a 3D sword for Skyrim. Yep. And uh, I found this Viking sword called the Milam sword, which was kind of like an Irish Viking mix. And it's got a really beautiful hilt and a pommel which there's different lobed pommels so you get these little roundy bits on the bottom of viking sword. Yeah. So you've got like three lobed five lobed so being able to research it a bit more looking at old swords like the ulfbert viking sword yeah. and see these amazing this amazing smith who weirdly enough everyone thinks the iron came from scandinavia or uk it didn't it must have come from abroad because it's good iron okay. that person must have imported it in and then worked on it there anyway regardless that's what i do when i research <laughs> uh, i really go into the history of it as well um, and even my friend Morgan was like, why don't you add like dings and smacks into it before you upload onto Skyrim? So like, it looks like it's seen war previously. So yeah. you've maybe got a clean version and a dirty version. So this week I made the blade uh, and I put like a Damascus steel texture on it. Um, I made the hilt. Yeah, it looks great by yeah, the way. I'm getting there. And I really want to get the specular right. So the specular, whenever you look at metal and there's that sheen, that's the specular and the reflection. So specular and reflection is how it works with the environment. Yeah. And if I nail that and I get the specular working with the nice Damascus steel in Skyrim, that's going to be the most important part. And it will be a case of getting it in the game, which I'll be massively happy with when I do that, because it'll be the first thing I've ever put in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's amazing for me. For me personally, that's a, that's a drive. I, I think that's great. I mean, do you know how you're going to actually get it into the game? Yeah, there's a creator. So what you have to do is you get these, uh, you get your PNG, so it's a format of pictures. So you get JPEGs, which usually go mm. online. Um, when you make your texture, most of mine are TIFFs because they're large files. Yeah. You can make them JPEGs, but I like them to be as yeah. high res quality as you can. You don't have to. Anyway, you have to make them into .dds files, which I have no idea about. And then you implement it into the game via a creator. So, like, you have to smith it, essentially. Or you have to have a world drop. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people that finds a location in the game to just drop the sword, because I don't know any of that, unless I learn it. But you can add it to a table of things that you can create in the smithing menu. Right. So I could put it under steel. So under steel will be Jack's Viking sword. Yeah. And then the Viking sword, I think you can alter it to have certain stats. And then when you smith it and when you improve it, the stats will increase by two or three. So there's lots of things I need to learn in order to get it in the game. But there is a creator that helps you put it in. That's cool. Which is really helpful. And I saw a, uh, what kind of pushed this forward was I saw a uh, tutorial online that was literally like, hey, here's five steps of putting a weapon or a mod into the game. We want to bring more people into it. And there's a uh, game coming out recently um, called, well, not recently, we don't know when it's going to hit, called Mm. Bannerlord, who have an open source section. So Mountain Blade Warband is a game I've played for years. And they're releasing a new one with a heavy mod section. And I want to make like a Crusader mod. I'd love to be able to recreate the Dome of the Rock, Alaxa Mosque, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, all these like incredible crusader sites, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acre, Tiberius, um, all these other places, um, and even something like medieval England. So modders are like, hey, we're looking for 3D artists to recreate the Tower of London. I'm like, yeah, I'm in, hell let's yes. do this. Yeah, Why yeah, the yeah. hell not? Somebody might be able to play that level and defend against somebody on that level, on that map. That sounds great to me. Which is weird, because it sounds like I'm going away from 3D visual effects and going into 3D gaming. 
But I feel that's more of a passion where there is 3D visual effects is a job, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it depends on the project, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if whatever your role is, if the actual overall project is something you love, it doesn't really matter what you're yeah. doing. Like, that's the thing, isn't it? So, but the more you love something, the more likely you are to stick at it. Absolutely, and that's the thing. Everyone I know in that senior position seems to be quite disillusioned or kind of like, you're not going to earn much money, there's no point, you have to find something. We've all spent five, six years just absolutely nailing it. I'm like, I understand that, but where's the passion and where's the drive? Yeah. If there's no passion there, why do I want to invest my time in it? Yeah. Or what's the reason to invest my time in it? I have to find my own reason. So it could be like, I'm learning this 3D stuff, I'm doing this gaming 3D stuff, because later on I know it's going to help me do my actual job. So yeah. I've got something I love mixed with something which is actually work-related, and something I will enjoy seeing the benefits of. Adverts, I still love working in TV. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's good fun. I mean, that whole world is is fast-paced, different, a lot of work goes into it, yeah. but the, you get to see the big product on the screen. Like, I mean, it's like there was one ad you did for a car company that we saw like in the cinema one time that you yeah. were on. Like that's that's pretty damn cool. That was cool. awesome. Like I, one of my dreams was actually just to have my name in the credit of a yeah. um, of a big film. And even if like one day I worked for a company and they're like, oh yeah, do you want to do some VFX? Just like one shot, you're going to help out. You're going to literally put a lamppost in a shot right. in the next Marvel film. Like that lamppost is mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. making that lamppost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got that little name. I don't care how trashy the no. work, not trashy, but how little the work is. How insignificant. Yeah. I could be making a flyer's wing. Like that bloody fly around, <laughs> but if it's in there, that's gonna be yeah. great. That's Box what ticks, I want. Nail, yeah, that's what, list and then that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, literally yeah. it. That's the only thing I want is to get my name into a blockbuster. Yeah, thing. wouldn't that be good? That's it. That's literally the only thing. Once that's happened, I'm just gonna yeah, I guess focus on building a career and having fun. It's literally the only thing. That's why I had it so small as a bucket list thing. Yeah. So what else should we be doing? Um, yeah. So because we've spent loads on our lives, but yeah. So um, health and happiness. Um, my friend Seb's got a his wedding in October, and I've been trying to get a little bit healthier. I'm currently uh, 12 stone, so okay. in the last few weeks of boozing and eating, <laughs> I've actually managed to stay the same weight, which is brilliant. That's not bad going. And man. I've not done that before. Like, um, but yesterday I was like, I sat here and I was playing Warcraft, and I was like, I feel like I'm not achieving something this weekend. And I know doing the podcast, this makes me feel like I've achieved something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. But I was like, that's tomorrow. What about today? What have I done today to do anything? So I walked all the way around the lake to the other side of the lake and all the way to this bridge. That's my marker point. If I can get all the way around Hedgecourt Lake to this marker point, um, then I know that that's it. And that's a good hour and a bit's walk. Okay. Right? Yeah, so it's yeah, a good yeah, little yeah. trek. But you know, I'm kind of like, I'm on my way from misery to happiness did it like Shrek, a Shrek montage. Yeah. But I went round there the other day and yesterday even and there was a family feeding the ducks. But I was just there in my walking boots and the Star Wars yeah. t shirt I could sweat in and they all just stopped and they stared at me as if I was like invading their space. <laughs> like, hello, can I take a picture of the duckies? Thank you. Yeah. Like Nigel Thornbury. And uh, then some other guy pulled up whacked out a deck chair and just started playing RuneScape on this mobile. I was like, this is weird. This yeah, is yeah, alien. Yeah. I was like, you just you came to the lake to fish yeah. sitting on the side of the lake. I was like, that's gaming taken to another level. I like it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, it was weird because I wanted to say, hey, dude, that's awesome. But at the same point, I didn't want to disturb him. He looked a little bit angry. Yeah. Like he was trying to get away from something. Yeah, like, right. I'll leave you fish, sir. Let, you, you have your space, man. I get it. I'm going to gather all the lobsters. All the lobsters. <laughs> But no, it's good. So yeah, um, last point is just I'm trying to get a little bit more health uh, in and trying to revamp my diet, which, you know, beer is a good part of. 
yeah. uh, to try and get down to a suitable weight for my mate's wedding. Cool. I think that's a good, nice time and aim for that. Like, and you know, holiday coming up for us, it was a good thing to aim for. And I, I don't fucking know if I lost any weight, but Dead it is. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of it for this last. I see. We say week, but it's two fucking weeks. Yeah. But anyway, so it's a long time. Gaming. Okay. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, done quite a bit this this last couple of weeks. There's, you know, been a lot happening in Warcraft, uh, this, that, and the other. But the first thing. Like related to what else has been going on with me this week. So Jack mentioned that uh, I kind of found a game with this car in that I really want. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had I had this game called uh, Project Cars, which I I've been at the time I was looking for something like a arcadey gaming driving game, like something like Gran Turismo. Yeah. But the trouble is there isn't a Gran Turismo for the PC. No. Um, which. Is a real shame because they are great games for yeah, that sort are. of thing. But Project Cars is kind of a very, very realistic thing. So every car is a real world car, and its its handling is like the real world car of it. It's wicked. Um, so it's good and bad because you actually have to be kind of good at the driving. Like, but there's so many different options, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So like, you can you literally have minuscule amounts of control over every tiny little detail on the car whether you want like slightly less pressure in your, just your front left tire for whatever reason or you want the back to be slightly just everything you can think of to tune in, including nuts. the gear ratios you can ch change <laughs> but i found out that it had the the gt86 in the game <gasps> and i was like oh this is fucking great so it's kind of <laughs> it's good fun to be i mean you, it's nothing like i'm i'm playing with my uh, ps3 controller on on my pc with it so that's not the same as driving it obviously but it's mm. kind of like it's a it's a fun thing but my problem with that game as a whole is it's kind of just too much like hard work yeah I mean, I, I was trying to do the career mode and stuff, and you kind of work your way up as a driver from like tiny little Renault Clios to eventually, I guess, like F1 or something like nice. that. But it's it's almost too realistic for me to be that fun. Yeah. So like the the tires wear out pretty quick. You can change all of this, I know, but like so my tires wear out, and so I have to pit and get new tires, and yet. I'm in first place and then everybody else doesn't pit. And I'm like, why why does nobody else have to pit? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. and that's like two laps to go and I've pit and then I'm in last place and then that's it. Like I <laughs> so it, it doesn't really work for me on that, but as a kind of test bed for other things, it's good fun. But yeah, but there's there's a new I, that's the point of it though. It is meant to be realistic, mm. not like an arcade game like Gran Turismo. So you're saying there's a Peugeot 107 in there for me to smash around yes, with? Yes, there probably is. Good. They all have the weird names like Independence and Qualify. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, we've we've got like the new story stuff in Warcraft. Which yeah, we do. You, we've both covered the first parts of, right? Yes. I don't think we've really talked. The second part is kind of... I mean, they're, they're really not that much more story each week so far no. I'm, I'm i mean i was quite disappointed with it if i'm honest it was very short wasn't it i did both in this in the uh mix of an hour right yeah yeah i don't think it even took me that long to do like obviously just do the one side of it now i actually haven't done the horde side all the way through yet but i actually don't see the point because it's identical it's identical also when you get the mount on one side you also get the mount on the other which i found out after doing oh, the really? alliance one oh really okay i actually preferred the alliance way of doing it so 
I'm gonna we're gonna say spoilers Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The next Maybe. like <clears throat> couple minutes. Yeah. But in the in the horde side, you basically fight all the way to the end of Darkshire. You Darkshire? Uh sure. Darkshore, thank you. That's another place altogether. Mm-hmm. Um you smash loads of people, you take over villages, you plunder, you bury, and then it gets this nice it's the Warbringer cinematic with yeah. Sylvanas like, can't I? And then she burns mm-hmm. the world tree. And that's it. That's as soon as that's mm-hmm. happened, you see the world tree oh, go up it. and you get them out. And I was like, okay, well that's interesting. So I don't see anything that's happening in Darkshore. Oh no, Darnassus. Even. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to the Alliance side, and oh my god, that was so heartbreaking. Yeah. You go through the city, you're trying to west- rescue people, and this is something which I thought was absolutely marvelous. Was that you get this quest, and it says um, zero out of nine hundred and forty-seven people uh, saved, and you've got two minutes. Yeah. You know you're not going to reach that mark, and it's heartbreaking because you're yeah. like, these people are going to burn to death, and. There's even like a little dog meme where you go and you know the dog on fire, the house on fire, and he goes, This is fine. Oh, yeah, fine. everything is There's fine. There's a Morgan yeah. who sat in a chair and he goes, This is fine. I was like, Yes, Blizzard, thank you. Okay, I missed that. So, sadly for me, there were some issues with Blizzard's quest system. So, that if you logged in during a certain point, mm. you kind of lost quest or something like that. But yeah. So, I only managed to do a bit of that quest and then it just disappeared for me, me when I came back. Oh, that so, sucks. I, I haven't redone it, but yeah. I saw most of it. It's incredible, and you reach a bit where you're all in the... Do you mind if I say No, no. Um, you're all in the Temple of the Moon, and you have to go in a portal to Stormwind, mm-hmm. and Greymane saves his wife, saves his kid, Yeah. and there's one priestess who's like, no, we're not leaving Darnassus. You're going to burn. Yeah, we're going to burn. That's fine. This is our city. Mm-hmm. We're burning with our city. And I was like, holy shit, is this, yeah. is this right? And I can get it because loads of people in the Horde side were like, it's Sylvanas, actually, the war chief we want. And then they brought out... The Sourfang cinematic. Which I haven't watched yet for some oh, reason. Is God. it good? You're watching it after this cast. It's so good. <laughs> it's the best thing I've seen. Of all the cinematics WoW has ever released, this one has spoken to me the most. Really? I okay. love it. And also it shows Undercity. Um, the visual effects are absolutely stunning. There's a troll. Yep, which I know. I saw all of that going off on Reddit. So everyone I calls it Zappy Boy. Right. <laughs> And there's a reason they call it Zappy Boy. It's awesome. The cinematic is incredible, and it's one of my favourite things. And I've watched it five times. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. So yes, I mean I, I think the whole Darkshore thing is fine. Like the world quests are okay. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you get gear yes. from them. And finally, this morning, well, literally just before I headed over here, there was actually a quest that dropped a shield for my warrior. That's amazing. Because it was like, you can get a one-handed axe, but for the last like week or two, there hasn't been a shield drop that I've seen, and like, there just happened to be one this time. I just didn't I didn't even know whether it existed. We need tanks. Yeah, that's it, because it was like, well, it doesn't make sense for there not to be one, yeah. but also I've never seen a shield drop from World Quest because we've had the artifact for so long, so it's like, I don't know. But I'm yeah, finally we've got it, so that's it. My, not the mic, um, my... Fury weapons are gone, my protection weapons are gone, and Damn. and realistically, I could bin my uh, arms one as well, but I don't use it, so... And it's weird, I've spent all this, the entirety of Legion, building up this weapon, and yeah. for it to now be absolutely useless and replaced by a Warforged thing from a chest. Yeah. I, that really hurts. It's, it's like as useful as a can opener now, yeah. like, it, that's it, it's gone. Um, it's, I mean, Darkshore has been a bit of a gank fest for me. Yeah. Um... I, depending on when I've played, it's kind of been at least three, if not more, horde against basically me. So I just get wrecked yeah. no matter what I do. Um, and then the only time I actually 
I had a chance against them was when there was like a couple of lines around, a couple of horde around, and I managed to single out one of the horde, and I was literally, he must have been had like 5% health left, and he fucking legged it. <laughs> like, and it happened more than once. Like, yeah. so I never got the kill, and they just like flee. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking cowards. Like, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been working on that myself. You get this Netomatic for 25 honor marks. Right. Unlimited range, 10 second cooldown, it dismounts people. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I one dropped a paladin the other day, and it was the best feeling ever. I do, I do apologise because it was an alliance no, man. This person had been trying to hunt me for ages. Yeah. Because I had the assassin's mark, and I was like, "No, I don't like you. I don't like <laughs> you." I went zoop, and I actually used my turtle, my turtle, my turtle shell for that because there's next to the broken shore. There's a few islands, and if you kill this tortoise boss, you get tortoise shell, which comes from in mists. You had a tortoise shell, which would dismount ah, people. Yes. So you could stand at the top of the Pandaren city, chuck a tortoise shell, and they'd suddenly drop in front <laughs> of everyone, and everyone would immediately look up, mount up, and fly up, and I'd be in stealth. Ha 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 ha. Um, so I did the same thing, but Netomatic is amazing. But it is there is a serious problem with people running away, even on the Alliance side, even on the Horde side. I know people that don't. I'm like, you know, all honour-based. I died so many times the other day. Yeah, That's yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, that, I like it. I mean, it is mildly frustrating yeah. having Ward mode yeah, yeah. on it sometimes. It really, really is. But it's part of the fun. Like, mm. it's Battle for Azeroth. And that's the other thing that I think is interesting, is that it says Battle for Azeroth. It's not like... Orcs versus humans back in the day. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to change now. I think, I think it was Renata that brought this up from World of Warcast, is the whole tree burning thing. During the attack on that, there are no horde druids. True. Not one of the NPCs is a druid, even in any of the the, the camps that you fight as uh, on the Alliance world quests, this, that, and the other. None of them are druids, which. Makes a lot of sense because why would the druids be happy with burning the world tree? Yeah. And so that's either an accident, which I really doubt it, or yeah. there's a reason for it that we'll get to at some point in this expansion. I wonder if it's something to do with Azurite, that there's a massive deposit of Azurite beneath the world tree and kind of like Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're seeing Avatar 2.0, Garrosh 2.0. Yeah, so yeah. Honest. Interesting. So the, the, uh, the, I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I haven't really played anything else this week. I mean, like you're not in time. No, I really haven't. I've been back at like eight pm most evenings and then kind of not done much. Longing out. You yeah, just have yeah. to, you know. So that's me. What about you? Um, so yeah, uh, I've, I've been talking a few weeks about this thing called golf with friends. I'm not going to touch on it massively. It's good fun. But the more I play it, the more other people have started joining. Um, my mate Phil joined. My mate Tom Brown joined. So we had this one game where there was like five, six of us all playing nice. golf. Uh, Golf of Friends and I really enjoy it we tried a new map called Montezuma's Revenge mm -hmm. and there's so many bugs in it like textures that like so when you get geometry that's on top of each other they the computer fights between which one should be shown so they like go, and they're like what the hell which which texture is this is that a clown or is that ice cream I have no idea um, but it was really fun trying out uh, new maps and stuff and uh, I like the modding community for that as well so yeah, yeah Golf with Friends is fun if you have friends it's also really nice if like yeah. the, a late side of the night where you're just trying to wind down from PvP in the Horde or yeah. you know Overwatch so that's definitely going they're still my go-to game for chilling out before I go to bed that makes sense didn't work last night no two hours sleep oh, right, screw yeah. that mm -hmm. um, so I've also been doing Horde PvP I found it really fun but only because I've been joining like groups of uh, 30 to 40 on similar realms where there's also 30 to 40 yes. raid groups yeah, of the yeah, Alliance. Yeah. So I log in to this group and they're like, meet at the whirlpool. I see this one Alliance scout and a griffin. 
And I was like, shit, they know where we are. Two seconds later, we're absolutely marmalised. Everyone's in the whirlpool, <laughs> we're all dead. And I was like, well, great. Should I leave? No, do you know what? Let's just regroup at Orbidine and we'll find a way. One of our rogues, so we sent out rogues as a scout party, and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to just stick with you guys because A, I can't be asked, and B, I was making tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the rogues whispered me saying, dude, I think I found them. I was like, where? And that's the weird thing with rogues. We all talk to each other. And I was, I was like, where, where? And he goes, I think they're in this cave, but um, I've got to go uh, answer the, the door. And I was like, no problem. I go into this cave and they're all there. Like, they're all just chilling okay. out, eating, buffing up. And said, they're all here, they're all here, ping me, ping me. <laughs> all see on the map. Everyone gathers outside the cave and we all bum rush them and destroy them. That sounds fun as hell. The problem with them being in the cave is they have to res inside the cave and they can't get out. Oh, yeah. So I said, let's guild banner the front door so that when they come out the front door, they can't see outside of it. If you have too many guild banners, yep. it blocks it. I remember that from my old Mist's Pandaren days. That's a good idea. You, you put so many guild banners in front of the door, you can't see or target anyone yeah, yeah, outside yeah. those doors because the guild banner's in the way as a construct and they just got absolutely destroyed every time they came out and I went in and they did this really incredible thing actually they fought back for a, for a time they all rezzed at once and I was there okay. in stealth being yeah, cocky yeah, yeah, little yeah. shit like I'm going to kill this hunter because this hunter's been chasing me like for 15 minutes killed the hunter immediately three paladins like hey how's it going smack <laughs> smack smack I die and I was like great guys what's happening um, but it was constant. There was like a back and forth between us. They eventually escaped the cave. We managed to get the chest, but there was a big fight over Orbidine and yep. Lorinel or whatever the place is called. Lord Danel. I think it's maybe Lord Danel. And there's this big epic fight across this bridge. It was like Alterac Valley. Yeah. I haven't had that sort of world PvP fun in a long time. No, I and think this felt is so good. This has really changed. I didn't even how care Like no. I was like, fair enough. Well done, guys. You you smashed us. You put the effort in. Yeah. Carry on. That was it. Um, so yeah, Horde PvP is quite fun if you're in if you're in a world where it's fair, but that's rare. Like yeah. I tried to do it the other day, and we were just smashing Alliance players, and I didn't really feel like there was much Saofang hashtag honor in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I because of the cinematic, I'm going to make you watch after the cast. Yeah. Um, I made Gorgorond the Orc, which I realised Gorgorond. I was like, where do I know that name from? I think it's a place yes. in Warlords <laughs> of Draenor, and I was like, well, that's a shit name. But yeah, his name's now Gorgoron, the place name, the Orc, <laughs> and he's a warrior, and he's Fury, and I just enjoyed the cinematic so much, I was like, I actually want to try a Fury Warriors, like yeah. a side project, and if I can catch up with my mate Kate and Morgan, oh, yeah. then that means I might be able to level with them, or yep. they're probably always going to out-level me, but it's, it's fine. Um, on Overwatch, I've been trying out D.Va, and I managed to get first quadruple kill nice. the other day with a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the best way to play D.Va in that sense, because... I try and play it like the Overwatch League, where you try and protect your supports, yeah. trying to lay down fire, trying to give your DPS chances to uh, get kills. But sometimes there's no synergy on quick play. No. There's nothing. nothing. So I flanked and I managed to like chuck it through. And we managed to win the map because it wiped them out. Yeah. I chased down the support, killed the Mercy, and that was play of the game. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm so glad. And it's from watching and thinking about how that works. They're all bunched into a corner. They've all got shields up. There's no shield on the left-hand side. So when I go out there, I'll just wait. If everyone dies, it's fine. If I get that one shot off, it'll take them longer to rest, even though, you know... Anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, it worked. It worked, it yeah, worked. Yeah. And that was the main point. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you destroy them, but half your team's dead. Yeah. And, and it, you're staggered. It's still, and it takes like, us mate, longer to get yeah. there than them to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good, yeah. And also, 
and Spitfire, yes. London Spitfire, won the Overwatch League. That was good. I forgot about that because we haven't done a show since, have we? Like, no, that was, and that was at yours for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good fun to mm. watch live. I kind of, I didn't even realise it was on and then we were just watching it like oh, all man, night. Yeah. It was great. I had such a good time. So on the Friday when I got drunk, I came back and I'd had, uh, it, was, it was an all right night, but... Um, I was on the bus and I just come f- came off the bus and I joined the Discord chat channel and I know loads of people mm. in that and they're all going nuts and they're all giving me play-by-plays and the funny thing is most of them are American they're like London's doing so great man <laughs> I can't sorry for any of our American listeners I can't do an American accent but they were so like they knew I was walking up the roads so they were giving me play-by-plays like yep. Hanzo you just, you just shot him out the air just shot Mercy don't worry Jack we got this <laughs> we're doing we're bringing it back for you I, I love the fact that it's not just Brits that are yeah. supporting London, but I think that's mainly because it's not British people on the team. Maybe not. Um, that that's also been a topic of debate amongst loads of people. So you've got a lot of the English people like, oh, they're all Koreans, they're all Koreans. I don't want to support a team full of Koreans. I'm like, that's English culture. We've got so many people here. Oh yeah, of different ethnicities, race, gender. I'm not even going to go down the political yeah, scale right, on yeah, that yeah. one and all all this other crap, right? But. Um, because of that, like the moment they were announced, I was like, okay, I guess I don't care if they're Korean if they win. I want to find out who these players are. What was nice though is they got a British guy, um, a British. I, th- I don't know if he's, he mainly does Overwatch or just Blizzard games in general, called Stylosa, yeah. to uh, look after the team and to try and introduce them. You know, make them do things like eat Marmite yep. and just love actual the fans. British things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've embraced it, and they've tried, and they do AMAs, and they've tried their best to kind of relink with their British fans. And I hear that they're coming to the UK at some point. Oh, so really? That'd be I'm interesting. Going to yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. A part of me wants to kind of actually learn some sort of Korean paragraph, so I can say thank you for representing us. Thank you for winning. Yeah. Um, we love you as a team, and really want to kind of be able to say that. Absolutely. So there is that. There might be that language barrier, but I don't give a shit. I loved. Uh, watching all the individual players how they've grown they were terrible in certain stages and then they came in and they had one bad match against LA Gladiators and then they came back and absolutely smashed it so yeah congratulations London Spitfire it was one of the happiest moments I've had was watching that little the little overtime tick down and us winning I, it was so much fun to watch it live as well, yeah. which and and it was actually a sensible time for the UK as yeah, well, it which was. was really nice, really really good, really really good. Um, I'm actually going to open the damn door, so sorry, listeners, if it's fucking plain noisy. It is so hot here, uh, and oh, yeah. being in Britain, we're not used to this heat. Oh man, I mean, I'm gonna open the yeah, window. do it, like we're opening it. Ah. Yeah. Okay, so like, I'm off oh. to Spain next yeah. on Tuesday, right? But thankfully, it's <laughs> it's, it's a dry it's heat. It's only thirty something there, like thirty-two maybe. But in some parts of Spain at the moment, forty odd degrees, forty-five. Forty odd degrees. So, thankfully, it's not like that where we're going, but anyway. I'd melt like a vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, okay, so moving on to movies and TV. Yes. So, we kind of mentioned it already, but I... So, I started... So, probably about a week ago, I watched the first Fast and Furious yeah. film. I can't even remember when that was, but recently. And then, when uh, when Jack was over watching whatever night that was. was that was it a Saturday? Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, Saturday. Um, we... Put on Too Fast, Too Furious. So that was that was good fun. I I really really enjoy that film. And the more I watch these, I still, I I really wish Paul Walker hadn't died in that crash a while ago because yeah. his character is by far the best in all of these films. Because I I watched 
uh, Too Fast Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and Fast and Furious, which is four. But like the fucking naming scheme on these is yeah crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. But they are so much fun. Like, yeah. They really are. Like they're absolutely popcorn films, and they get more and more like that as you go on. And watching Too Fast, Too Furious reminded me of that time where everyone's super into uh, Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just into all those cars, especially at school, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I love the Supra. Supras are the best." Yep. You got nitrous oxide on that car. It's like <laughs> a new Super is coming, which is the first one in like ten years Ooh. for a new one. Anyway, but yeah, that's. I only know this because I looked up the cars recently. Um, <laughs> something, something cars. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, yeah, I mean, they're just a lot of fun. I mean, I really liked Fast and Furious, the fourth one, because it's it's quite different, really. I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, you don't really give a shit about yeah. spoilers. Like, I mean, just the whole Brian now works for the for the FBI again, and then he's kind of on the FBI's side trying to do the same thing that Vin Diesel's trying to do, but from the the, the bad guy's side effectively yeah. in quotations because are they really the bad guys if they're going up against a drug boss and I don't know. But it's good fun. Like they're just really good fun films. And the cars and the the car scenes yeah. especially over the bridge with the Yes. So awesome. Yeah 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 yeah. There's some lovely cars in it. And I think the cars are really evolved in these the longer the films go on they kind of get a bit more sensibly tastefully insane that Nissan Skyline <laughs> yes and there was a beautiful one in four as well so mm. yeah um, I also started watching uh, Luke Cage uh, season two which is good what is Luke Cage about so Luke Cage is part of the Marvel Netflix universe okay. thing um, and so he is effectively He's bulletproof, basically. So he's 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 really really strong. He's just a, a big strong black guy. That's basically it. Like <laughs> from from the from Harlem in what New York, I guess. I think it is. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and it's it's a really small scale superhero-y thing, but it's 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 pretty chilled out. Um, but I kind of I've got to dedicate time to get into it. I'm not like desperate to watch the next one. And that's how the first series was, but I really enjoyed that as well. So I think we'll, it will get better. It'll get better, but I'm, I gotta make myself watch it, which is, doesn't sound great, but it, it's fun. So the other thing we watched, which was late Friday night was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. What do you think? Do you know what? I actually really enjoyed it as just a popcorn film. Yeah. And I felt that's how people should approach it. Everyone kind of sometimes sees a Marvel film as, this is the biggest spectacular thing I'm ever going to see in my life. Every film's... No, it doesn't need to be that way. Right. Um, I like Paul Rudd. Uh, I've always liked Paul Rudd's roles, whether it be Anchorman, Role Models, every other... Wonderlust. He's even in some really hilarious Lonely Island video as well. Yes. Um, oh, is that great. the uh, PC Man one? No, he's in... Um, Computer Man. I was thinking of. I cannot even fucking remember what the song oh, that's is called. Tim and Eric. Never mind. Anyway, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. So he Paul Rudd's great, but person and it's funny. I was talking to my parents about this on Saturday because they came over for a bit, and I was like, you know, you, these are probably some of the only Marvel films that you can watch without watching anything else. Yeah, true. Because the first one is just a heist film. Yeah. Really, like it doesn't matter that anything else out in the Marvel Universe exists. It's a great heist film by itself. And realistically, this one's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I did not love it as much as the first one. No, I agree. And I think I found this with Deadpool 2. 
and the reasoning behind that is likely to be it's not new. Yeah, I think also there's other things like guardian trap. Like there's always the daughter. Hey peanut. Yeah. Hey jelly bean. Hey this that and the fucking other. I'd sometimes I understand you know he's a father and all that and that's a great point and it's also a plot point right? Yeah. But they have that in every other film that there's a hero who has a flaw and the flaw is the family. Yeah. Can they just do away with that already so I can enjoy some beat em up action? I don't know, like, I get that the person, everyone has a family in that sense. Some people don't, I guess, and they're usually the roguish types. Yeah. But I'd like a little bit less of that and more of, I mean, let's, I'll, I'll put this out there, though. The kid was adorable. Oh, yeah, kid was great in this one. And she's a good, uh, good yeah. little actress, and I thought that was wicked. Yeah. Um. So it was a good, fun family film, but, no, not family film, I guess. Eh. Uh, eh, maybe? Ish. Yeah, I think you could. I mean. Yeah. Not like Kill Bill. <laughs> no, God, no. No, nothing like Kill Bill. that film. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I'd give that a 3 out of 5 in terms of it was enjoyable enough to reach a 3. I don't think it was a high 3, mm. but I enjoyed it to the point where I'd probably watch on DVD in a few years' time and be like, oh yeah, I really like that scene, that was pretty fun. What about the first post credit sting? Are we... Okay, so we're going to say spoilers I right now. I think so. So let's let's give ourselves a maximum of like two minutes. Yeah. So skip forward if you don't want Ant-Man and the Wasp spoilers for two minutes. And we'll... And... Go. Spoilers. So, oh my God, that's yes. incredible. Um, I forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot about it. So basically, uh, in the latest Marvel, uh, big Marvel Avengers film, uh, Thanos snaps his fingers yep. and people go. Half the population go, that's it. Well, it's half the universe. Half the universe, sorry. Yeah, half the population of the universe straight up goes, disappears. Mm -hmm. um, million voices cry out. <laughs> and there's this incredible thing where they basically try and make uh, Ant-Man subatomic and he collects these healing things for... Yep. From this, the quantum realm. Yeah, from yeah. the quantum realm. He gets down to the quantum realm and he goes, hey guys, and he loses signal and it cuts back and there's just ashes floating yep. to the floor. And and so, so my girlfriend Kristen, she'd... She like literally thirty seconds before she was like she like, like tapped me on the shoulder like and I was like what I didn't what? really what? get it yeah, and, then, yeah. and then and I was like oh shit <laughs> it just suddenly is like boom and I was like wow fuck that's awesome that's amazing yeah. cross referencing that they hadn't done earlier in the film and then it was like Ant Man and the Wasp will return question mark yeah <laughs> I was like yeah. you fuckers yeah, like you fuckers and that was it and then they did the other credits scene with the you know the Ant and the drums yeah yeah, yeah. already seen so I was a bit disappointed with that yes because that shot's in the damn trailer yeah. I think and, yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah the, po the second post credits thing was a bit like the Howard the Duck one at the end of like I think the gu first Guardians yeah. thing you're like I just stayed for like an extra 15 minutes of credits for Nothing. that yeah so yeah I'd say that's probably it for Spoilers, Spoilers, but go. I, I'd go see. I mean, let's yeah. face it. Like, like with Avengers: uh, Infinity War, if you if you've seen all the other ones, you may as well go see this one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what I'd give it. I think yeah, three three out yeah. of five. Evangeline Lilly's good. Paul yeah. Rudd's good. I've forgotten the old guy's name. Uh, oh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah Michael Douglas. He's yeah. all right. Yeah, they're they're all good. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I quite liked her character when she came back into it, actually. She was good fun. Yeah, she um, was good fun. The the villain, uh, the ghost, Ava, she's good fun. She's good fun, yeah. A uh, different different take on it, which Many I like. dynamics on her character, which I like. Out yeah. bad well, I say a bad guy, hashtag, you know, hyphen bad guy. Um, I like a bad guy who actually has... There's a reasoning behind being bad. I mean, Thanos is kind of like, oh, I want everything to be a little bit better because yeah. there's too many of us. I'm like, you're a dick. You're a big purple dick. <laughs> so 
Sorry, that's 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 my Thanos hate. Yeah. Uh, what's happening, Ed? I'm sorry. It's been dusted. Anyway, uh, what else have you watched? Uh, Vikings. So I've got this. I did this ancestry online thing. Okay. Ancestry do this DNA test, which I did during the World Cup. It's right. Being analysed. I'm going to get my results next week. Okay. And so I was watching Vikings, which I've been talking about for weeks and weeks. Yeah, and weeks. yeah, yeah. Still watching it. I love that series so much. But my mate said to me recently, I was like. You could be Irish, English, Scottish, German, and Danish. How would that feel? And I was like, that's pretty funny. Like, I'd be as Celtic as you can be. But it did make me think. I was like, I wonder, I'd lo- I, I'm really curious about what my ancestry is and seeing if there are any weird ones in there. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so from what I know, I am English. I am Irish. I've mm-hmm. got family in Scotland. And we also had Germanic family um, okay. called the Lazelles and Hilgers. You know, it's very yeah, yeah, Oscar yeah. Hilger. Yeah. Very, very Germanic. Um, so I know that there's those. So there's a very deep kind of maybe Anglo-Saxon Irish thing. I reckon there is a bit Scandinavian in there. But I was watching it, and my friend was like, "Oh, you're not, you're not like if you're Viking by blood, fair enough." I'm like, "What do you mean if I'm Viking by blood?" It's like uh, I've got a friend who's very much pro. He's not pagan. He's just very, very Nordic. Right. Okay. And uh, he was, I was, I was kind of gunning. Like, if even if it's two percent, I'm like, hey man, I'm two percent Norse. Yeah. You can't, you can't bring this to the table anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for a bit of a laugh. But it does make me think. I'd like to know where they come from. But also, what Ancestry.com do is they match you with somebody else with incredibly similar traits. So you might be able to find long lost family. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, funny enough, I saw this conspiracy theory on Reddit this morning. It was like. Places like 23andMe, which do the DNA testing, yeah, yeah, yeah. are going to sell your data to the government so the yeah, government I've have your DNA. That. It's like, okay. Yeah, can have my DNA. And when I'm bones, I'm bones. Yeah, I don't right. Care. Who gives like, a shit what they're going to do? Who cares about Jack Smythe sitting in a shed in West Sussex? Unless I'm like, do with it? Like, building an A-bomb or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't have the tactics. I could 3D model an A-bomb. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit dark. Anyway, yeah. So Vikings and DNA tests. Uh, I find out next week. I'm probably actually going to do a video for it because I'm quite excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about the same things I do now about what I know currently, but also what I'm going to find out. Um, also, speaking about Vikings and magical things, uh, Lord of the Rings. I yes. want to revisit it. I realised I've not watched those films in their entirety in about five years, and yeah. that's an exceptionally long time for me. And I love Lord of the Rings. And what do you feel about the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series? I'm interested. I want to see their budget. As a VFX chunky. artist, I want to say I want to know how chunky. Yeah. This because this is the thing people forget. Like with uh, the Hobbit, um, with Lord of the Rings, they had what near a decade's worth of pre-production. Yeah. All the armor, everything was made before they even shot yeah. it. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Thingy Jackson. Peter. Peter Jackson. Thank you. I was about to say Samuel. No. Yeah. We've been on Marvel. Been on Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Peter Jackson didn't have any sort of pre-production time on The Hobbit and actually sometimes went on set not knowing what the scene was for the oh. day. Not by his fault, by yeah. Warner Brothers fucking it up. I really I hate them for that. Yeah. They can those films because they were shit with who they chose. And that's it, folks. Seriously. The Hobbit films are not bad because of Peter Jackson. I'm saying that straight now. And you can fight me, fight me on that. <laughs> I love the Lord of the Rings films, but for the Amazon one... You have to have a, hu- a chunky budget because it is fantasy, and fantasy has to have all those visual elements that yeah. fulfill them. It can't be half bodge writing. It can't be American, well, not American. I'd say it can't be Netflix writing. No. Because English TV does this as well. English TV, like EastEnders, 
makes it episodic where there's always got to be someone who's fallen down the stairs and had a miscarriage or someone stabbed yeah. someone in the street or some crap and American TV has everyone's fighting the bad guys and there's some sort of like even in the midst of all the fighting I think you said this the other week there's some sort of quick witted comment yeah I don't give a fuck it's Lord of the Rings it needs to be good yeah it means so much to me yeah, they yeah. have to nail it I can't remember who they said was writing it but I was happy with who it was at yeah. the time and I can't I, it's bugging me I can't remember who it is but we'll see I, I chunky think chunky budget lots of pre-production that's what it is yeah it does and and apparently apparently it's gonna be happening in the same time period as what we've already seen good okay so as in the Lord of the Rings trilogy nice. not the Hobbit but somewhere else in that nice and now the interesting thing is is that no story exists for that really so it's all gonna be new well, I'd like to know the trademark with Saul Zantes and the uh, Tolkien lot with that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it's going to work, if I'm honest, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm de- obviously, obviously I'm going to watch it, but oh, I, yeah, hell I, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll, we'll, we'll flash back when there's a trailer. Yes, yes. Okay, so tech stuff. Uh, actually have some kind of slightly different tech stuff. Yeah. Because it's kind of not like hardware. It's things like coffee filters. Yeah. Um... So I make my coffee with uh, an AeroPress at home, which is effectively like a, uh, it looks like a big syringe effectively. It's got a, it's a tube with a plunger that you push down into yeah. it and it forces the coffee out the bottom uh, of a circular paper filter. Oh, nice. We just, because we're, I'm taking this on holiday with me because there's like six of us, we think there's a vague coffee machine thing, but we can't, like Christian and I want good coffee. Water. Yeah. So, but I got a, a metal disc filter, effectively a reusable filter for this rather than taking like a hundred fucking paper filters that, so it's it's really interesting and it, it is actually really good and I'm pleasantly surprised with how the coffee comes out. Now the only problem with it is you do get some coffee grounds coming through yeah, which okay. you do not get on the paper one. But it does taste different because the paper apparently stops some of the uh, the natural oils of coffee coming through whereas you do get them with the the metal filter. But it's it's insane. I've never seen such a fine mesh made out of metal like you would it it looks like a, a textured, flat, solid piece. Nice. And yet, it water passes through it, no problem. So it's like it's well, coffee, I guess. But so that's really interesting. It's a great thing. I love coffee. We love coffee. Yeah, and what's nice for me is it's reusable. That's great. Yeah. And and actually, no, no fuss, no. Hassle. No, and it's like we're running out of paper filters anyway. It's like do I? And for the same price as like three hundred filters, I got this metal disc that goes on forever. And three hundred sounds a lot, but when you have Two coffees a day. Well, I don't have like there's two of us having a coffee each a day for 365 days a year. Like it's you get through that very quickly. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I quite like it so far. Um, but the other thing I've got is like dry bags because so we're going we're going to Lanzarote, right? Nice. And there's a we're definitely doing a catamaran boat trip, thing, yes. which is going to be cool as hell. But pockets, phones. Expensive phones, vague waterproofness on the phones. I don't want anything to happen because, I mean, Kristen, for example, my girlfriend, she has has a history of problems with phones on holidays. So the previous, so about a year ago, we were in Barcelona for the summer and she left her phone on the taxi from the airport to the place we were staying. God. And it magically disappeared. So we called the taxi company and the driver's like, no, there's no phone in the car. It's like, well, well, there is. Yeah. So we never got that back. 
And then when we're again with, with my family ends up in Barcelona like over New Year this year. Literally, she had her phone taken out of her pocket as we were walking. God, I managed to. She was like, "Shit, my phone's." I think that guy just took my phone, and we grabbed him and got the phone back. But like, it's th things like that. I'm That's not nuts. risking any. That was. Oh, I tell you what, the adrenaline goes on that one when you like literally turn around, run and grab this guy and put him on the floor, grab the phone off him, and that be it. Like, oh my God. So, uh, yeah, that was that was it. Anyway, that was that was fun, to say the least. Um, and so I was like, yeah, dry bags for a phone. So we got these little um, pouches that are about, I don't know, maybe an inch bigger than like my uh, Huawei Mate 10 Pro. So like a Sam Samsung S8 size phone. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than that all around, a really tight seal, like a, a solid like locking plastic seal at the top. And you test them by putting like a bit of tissue in there and submerging it for like half an hour and it's fine. That's so that's, that's, that'd be interesting. I'm gonna, I don't know whether I'm gonna use it as like a cautionary bit of protection or actually go, do you know what? I'm gonna take my phone under the water and try and take some pictures. I don't know. Luck favors the prepared, but you know. Yeah, I mean the other thing I got was like a a normal, I say normal dry bag, like a 10 litre dry bag so that we can put stuff and things on it. I think it's going to be useful, it's got a little handle on it and it'd just be interesting. I, I like technical clothing and objects as well anyway, because I, I mean, I used to work for um, an outdoor clothing company. Was it Blacks? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, which I loved it because at the time I was doing so much stuff like that anyway and I got great discount there as well, so that was good fun. So that's, yeah. That's something interesting and slightly different tech-wise, and we'll see how that stuff holds up. Um, I mean, the only other thing I kind of want to get is new sunglasses, but they've got to be good. Yeah. They've got to be really fucking good. I had to do that because I, I got prescription ones, yeah. so I had to be really sure, and I had to do it all in a day, and I was like, I'm happy with my choice, but damn, is it hard? And I just don't... I, and they're expensive as well. So the ones I've got are good. They're, they're Von Zipper ones, and they are... I mean, they were about £80. Pounds, but that I, I got a good discount on them at the time, so they were less than that. But that's a good, because a friend of mine owned a shop that sold them. Yeah. So, <laughs> sadly, he doesn't run the shop anymore, so I don't have any access to, like, decent-priced gear anymore it's yeah. really frustrating. It might cost like hundred and something. Yeah I bet yeah yeah anyway so that's kind of it tech wise vaguely for me what about you? So yeah um, I've managed to save up enough uh, for next month getting my GTX 7, 1070 Ti. Yes. Because we were speaking about this and I had enough to get a 1070 but you're like well the 1070 Ti is better. <laughs> Explain why but that is the one I want to go for. So uh, Nvidia are basically trying to confuse the shit out of consumers. That's that's as far as I can I can tell. So they it, it's fairly obvious at the moment, but I'm sure it won't be given another couple of months. But effectively you've got 1070, 1070 Ti, 1080, 1080 Ti. Founders edition. Yes. And that basically it's like a boosted 1070, but actually the the problem with it is is it's actually better than a 1080. Wow. Because the, and they, Nvidia locked it down so that, like, people like Asus, MSI, whoever else, Gigabyte, that make make the cards aftermarket coolers and this, that, and the other, they're not allowed to factory overclock them ah. because it would literally shit all over the 1080. <laughs> so, 
obviously that's a stock 1080, not an overclocked 1080, but the fact is you can pay like 100 quid less and get a 1080. Like it's that that's what's great about it. So it's a it's a great card. It's kind of it it doesn't make sense to get a 1070. Yeah. Unless your budget is insanely tight and you need something right now. I would always say get a 1070 Ti because it makes sense. And again, it doesn't make sense to get a 1080. You either get a 1070 Ti or you get a 1080 Ti. Yeah. Because the 1070 Ti, this is so confusing to explain because I'm just saying numbers. But no, no, I get the, it. The 1070 Ti is cheaper than the 1080 by quite a lot. And you get like almost no difference by going for the 1080. So it, it makes sense. I think it's... I think really the price to performance, certainly on some of the... Is it Palette, the cards that we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, because they. The pricing on them is really good. It was like 340 or 70 something. Yeah, I think three 380 yeah. for the TI and then three. And that's it. I saved 300 uh, this month and I've got good enough now to be comfortable for the rest of the month if I'm safe and yeah. not stupid. Um, and that means I'll be able to buy it next month and I'll still be able to have a few months to be able to save up my mate Stag do as well. Yeah. So I'm really, look, I'm really happy about that saving. Uh, and that's even with increase in rent. Yeah. Still paying my friend off for ticket money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we were talking about an SSD, right? So yeah. there's uh, a bunch of different brands for SSDs and we, you know, realistically there's, Samsung are the best brand to go for, but you pay a premium for it. Yeah. And realistically, most ordinary consumers, us included, won't notice the speed difference between them. So, but that said, Kingston is fine. Yeah. But the Crucial have recently released a new series called the MX500, basically. Sounds like a car or something. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like the Mazda MX5, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, anyway, so I think the best, and it's just by far the best value for money is to go for, for that at the moment. Like, it's just insane. Like, you pay a couple pounds more than like a Kingston version, but one, you get a little bit more storage. Yeah. And I just think it's better value. It's like almost as good as the Samsung ones for like 30 quid less. I'm hoping to hop onto that and just try and get, I want to get graphics card sorted, I want to get SSD sorted, and all before I have to move into a new place where I can't spend any money. Yeah, right, that's so it, yeah. This is the time to buy stuff, and I'd be happy with a 1080, 1070 Ti for yeah. quite some time. Yeah, exactly. Um, lastly, and I won't touch on it much, um, I've been looking online about increasing the sniper. I have to get an inner barrel or a barrel which has got this maple leaf bucking. So it's basically how the BB is fed, how air works within it. Um, there are many different ways I can go about this, but I'm still trying to do my research. There's so much about sniping that I hadn't clued in with the airsoft market and stuff yeah. like that. But I've got some of the main components that are hard to get, so I just have to make the leap when I next can actually start saving money again <laughs> after this stag do and after this. So this is might be a, a next year sort of job now, yeah. which is a bit sad because I've got all the pieces. I've got most of the pieces now, but I'm in no rush to get it done. Yeah, I think it's worth taking the time on something like yeah. that, isn't it, and getting it right? Yes, that's it, and for as least money as possible because yeah. I've already spent money on it. That's it. That's my tech news. Cool. Okay, before we move on to our topic this week, which is enjoyment and rewards in gaming, what did you think of the beer as a after you've drunk it all now? I'd still give it a three out of five. I enjoyed it. I'd say it's probably a a mid to low. It's forgettable, but it was. I. Right. It got worse for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'd lower my rating because I re I did enjoy it to start with, and I like the flavour of it. But it also tastes a bit like stale cold coffee. I get what you mean, yeah. And that, that isn't good. <laughs> so, like, uh, I don't know. I, 
I might actually lower it to an overall two. Yeah. Because it was fine. But again, like let's you know, mark it for a revisitation down the line and yeah. when it gets colder. But I think maybe for the next beers we do, let's aim for things that might be more appropriate for the weather we're having. Yeah. Rather than the dark stuff that's not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. Anyway, okay, so our topic this week is enjoyment and rewards in gaming. What do we find rewarding about playing games? Why is it a treat to us? What games give us satisfaction and why? Any psychosis to it. Now, do you want to explain why you picked this one? Yeah, uh, I picked this one because, especially recently I've been doing the 3D Sword. I was trying to think about why I enjoy games. What do I enjoy about games? Um, has it ever had a, been a detriment to my life? Mm -hmm. Um, like going to the lake yesterday, I, I found that I felt I was spending too much time at the computer and that wasn't rewarding because I wasn't doing anything that was feeding that reward mechanism. And potentially that's a state of addiction and I don't like the idea of that. Yeah. So it was on my mind heavily over the weekend, especially yesterday and Friday. I just was like, I'm sitting there doing nothing. It's not like I'm doing nothing, I'm enjoying my time and it is my time. Yeah. And the time's going to pass no matter what you do, regardless, right? But I couldn't help but feel like, what is the reward in gaming? Why do I do this? What what does keep me here? That's why. Yeah, okay, I think that makes sense. So like, we kind of, uh, we've got quite a few notes on this and it's it's interesting really. Like, so I, I'll start at the top with mine and then we'll go from there. It's, this, one's yeah. a, this one's an interesting one because it kind of continues from our thing last week of which was talking about our, our kind of favorite hobby. Like, so for me it was mountain biking, you it was airsofts and, and this is, Gaming for me is absolutely a hobby. Yeah. Like it's super accessible whether I've got five minutes or five hours, I can just do it. Yeah. But it's definitely an escape for me at the same time. More, I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes it's just something to do. Yes. But it's absolutely an escape. And I, I think I'd like to think that that's kind of the case for a lot of people because you can immerse yourself in these different worlds or whatever it is that you're playing and I think that's the best thing about it yeah and, I totally agree and like so something specific for me so Warcraft well I <laughs> like I've been playing it for 14 years why stop now right um and I think this is my main game to escape and it sounds like my life is fucking terrible when I say escape I don't mean no, that like no, no. not in the slightest it's just you immerse yourself in a world that has a great story behind it and and that's kind of something that's that gets me to play anything is it is the story like i'm like oh this looks cool but i'll so if i try it and it's got a good story i'm sure as hell gonna play it through to see the end of the story effectively now warcraft like i I've kind of really enjoyed the story, but the last couple of weeks I haven't felt like fully immersed with yeah. all this new stuff coming out for Battle for Azeroth. It's it's fine, it's interesting, but I'm not like in it. Yeah, I get you at the moment. But I think my main character, so Issa Minoy, the warrior, that's that's me. Like that's like, I'm not an RP person, but the only way I can describe it is that that is that is my representation of me. Ever since I've played, you've been me some annoyed. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the warrior is something I connect with most, and I don't know why that is. I think it's the most real feeling thing there is for me, because totally. it's pretty simple. Like, yeah. you got a sword and maybe a shield and you go hit stuff. Like, it's that simple. Um, and I, I think it's just nice to escape into that world of yeah. Warcraft. 
<laughs> so that's that's one of the main things for me. What about you, like in Warcraft and stuff? How do you? So for Warcraft, it is uh, totally in a world of my own. Um, getting it was also at a time where when I was in beads, I had dyspraxia throughout my life. So when I was young, I started writing with my right hand, mm -hmm. and then I switched to my left hand because I was asked to try with my left hand. And I got confused, so I kept on going between the two. And long story short, I became ambidextrous yeah. as a part of it. And also, I was just totally crap at it. Yeah. So they got me to touch type. And I found PC gaming was something which, even as a kid, you know, um, we live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't go to see my friends all the time. My sole solace was video games. Um, so, because, you know, everyone lived so far away. Yeah. I couldn't just cycle, I couldn't drive because it's all main roads and I wasn't allowed to. Games was a solace. Warcraft was a feeding on from something which is quite in intrinsic for me, mm. naturally. I used to play um, computer games uh, when I was a kid, Worms 2. Yeah, oh yeah, man, Worms. And then I played RuneScape when I discovered that in about 2002. It was classic, yeah, and then it moved so, yeah. on to the article one. And that was my first MMO. I immersed myself totally in that and uh, E-Bombs World and all those sort of things because there was nothing else to do and no. I was stuck here. And you told me about um, World of Warcraft when we were at Beads when I was boarding at the time where I was most socially active. Yeah, because yeah. You can't escape from being social there as a boarder. Um, I think that must have been, I think we talked about this before, I think that must have been 2005 yeah. or maybe six. Yeah. It was like mid BC ish. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that was really that time that I got into it. It was the summer between St. Beads and college. And there's nothing else. I got my first job and I got utterly involved with Warcraft and Assassin's Creed when it first was released. Yeah. And that was it. That was my life. So for me, it was being totally immersed into this world, having a human person, a human representative of my kind of avatar mm. and having my own choice and my own spin on things. I'd never had that freedom in a game before. Everything else is so linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I liked about it as well, is it's that freedom. And honestly, Warcraft is not the most free exploration yeah. kind of RPG it's kind of it is quite linear yeah but also not at the same time yes. it's not as linear as something like Call of Duty or something playing the crappy campaigns that come with those but I think I think that's for me Warcraft is that escape and for you it's similar it's like mm. that first big thing and other than RuneScape it was my first MMO as well and really it's kind of the only thing I play like, yeah um, that is online except for Overwatch now, I kind of, doing this, I was like, okay, what games do I actually play? And really, I came up with Warcraft, Overwatch, occasionally GTA V, and Dishonored. Because these are the ones that stick with me and I kind of, I really know that well. So, I, the reason I play Overwatch is sometimes you just gotta shoot things, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it's not even like an anger thing, it's it's just, it's something to to do almost and it's like it gets the heart pumping and like I, I really do have to be in, a, in the mood for it though. Yes. like it's not a chill out game for no. me like, not in the slightest I mean even just fucking about in quick play it's pretty stressful stressful it can be yeah but I mean when you're on a roll with like one of you know a character you really click with it and it's like it's great mm. like it's a lot of fun but why I play it I, I just I don't know. Is that it? I like that kind of slight competitiveness to it. And yes. I am fucking terrible at the game, but I'm I, I do enjoy the competitiveness of it. I'm exactly in the same sort of fence. I've always been crap at sports. Mm -hmm. I was okay at rugby to a degree, but then I'm five foot five. Right, rugby yeah. isn't my sport either. 
Um, I was crap of a ball. I was all right at cricket. I could bowl. I could not bat to save my life. So mm -hmm. sports is never a thing for me. And I get ridiculed in many other aspects of my life for being short, for having quite a, a, la a higher voice than, say, like a manly voice and all these other bits, right? There's no competitive, there's no competitive edge for me anywhere. Right. And I like that feeling of doing something. So that's why, for me, video games like Overwatch was so important. Uh, Counter-Strike was so important to me because I actually felt like I could compete. Yeah. And my friends always remark, it's like, you get so stressed. I was like, no, I get aggravated because I know I'm good, but I'm having a bad time. Yes. And there's a very big difference between going, fuck's sake, come on, this is so stupid, what am I doing? And being like, oh, I've had a really bad day, I don't want to talk to anyone. There's such a difference yeah. in me. There is an excitable anger. And that's the thing which I actually quite like sometimes. I have a bad match. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to play Moira. And the other day, I, yesterday, I got 31 eliminations as Moira. Yeah. And I left that when I went down to the lake saying, I smashed it. I can leave the game. Yeah. I've done that amazing thing. I got all those recommendations from other people, the little uh, ticks, the... Uh, endorsements. Endorsements. And everyone was great. I healed everyone. I did my job perfectly to the letter. And that felt so good. More hype than I'd had about WoW, more hype than I had about any other game I'd played that weekend because there was a competitive edge and I did well. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it is like a, an attainment. I want that. It's tough. I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Overwatch doesn't really compare to anything else I play either because mm. I don't actually tend to play any other first-person shooters at all because, I mean, the last, the last other ones I did was something like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops when that first released when yeah. I was in, in uh, uni and like my whole flat in zombies. halls was like they are zombies and that was fucking great. But I don't ha I don't have a console anymore. Like, yeah, that's but I don't I think they're they're not worth the money for me because they're so easily replaced by the next one and it's expensive to buy in the first place. And something like Overwatch was like I think I actually paid like ten quid for Overwatch because <laughs> I it was a a free weekend th thing which then it had a, a discount and then i just used wow tokens to buy it so that was that was great and look at the value you get from something like yeah. overwatch i mean it's incredible um the other thing i've i've you know i mentioned story and that's like with with gta 5 like i i bought it originally because everybody was playing it and it looked fucking cool like and the main reason I played it though was for the story, and it's honestly one of the best stories I've played. Like, I really, really enjoyed that story. It was fun. It was like it's like a well-written book, yeah, or almost like playing a movie, if you see what I mean. Like, you're one of the characters in a movie that's happening in front of you, and still, it's a great story. And that is why I play games, like I said before. But Dishonored and Dishonored Two are another example of that. They've they've got great mechanics. They're good fun. Something slightly did that sort of steampunky thing, but the story is why I stick with it. Totally get you. So that's that's kind of me. And as to whether or not it's things are a reward and things like that, and why I play them, yeah, fine, yeah. Game, gaming is a reward for me in a way. Like you come home at the end of the day, and maybe I'll watch TV, maybe I'll play a game, and like that's it's something fun to do. Yeah. And I I get a lot of enjoyment from it. Same. Um, um, Especially at this time of our lives where everything moves so fast, like I'm, you know, I keep, I get, uh, my brother, I love him to pieces, he's got his own flat, he's incredibly successful. I'm always compared to him by other people, say, oh, your brother moved out when he was 18, you're not moved out, you're still at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, why aren't you earning as much money? Uh, why are you doing this? Why don't you have a girlfriend? And it's such, 
to have that overloaded on you every day and then to go to work where people are disenfranchised and trying to find your own there's so many things going on yeah um coming home after a hard day's work like last week was perfect i i did work i felt that I'd done something at work, yeah. even if it was something really small, and it was really small, right? Yeah. And I'd done a bit of the 3D sword, and I came back home, and I was like, this is my time to do what the hell I want, and I want to watch a bit of Vikings whilst I eat dinner, and then I'm going to play games. Yeah, That's such a treat for me. And I know that there's nothing else. All the noise is cancelled out because I get to do this. And as much as it is an escapism, it's not putting those things to... It is putting those things aside for a few hours of just, this is what I need to enjoy. I need to enjoy something different right now. And games like uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, and another one called Dungeon Siege 2, I've been there throughout my throughout my gaming experience. Yeah. So Oblivion, you're thrust into this world which is dangerous, which is horrible, which is cruel, and you've got this epic thing to do. And the dialogue and the NPCs are terrible now. They're so aged. <laughs> yeah. But the feeling you got from the game was... Like, my brother, I'd say, hey, I'd beg him. I'm like, you got the cool graphics card. Can I please install this one game onto your computer whilst you're away? And he'd always be away. Mm -hmm. He'd always be doing something else or being out. So I'd be, get to use his computer. And I just played Oblivion for one, most of the summer. It's the same summer I got into Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That summer, like, was such a basis. I went to game once and I got Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast. Wow, yeah. Oblivion. I got Warcraft. I got Dungeon Siege 2, I got all these main games that's such a big part of my life in the same sum and it still makes me, th I got them all for about 41 quid. That's insane. And I still now are like, oh my God, I found so many important games in the same day, yeah, yeah, the yeah. same morning. And I was like, holy crap. And that was the battle chest. By yes, the way. yeah, that makes sense. I, at least I'm pretty sure I got most of those games because Oblivion was around that time Yeah, as it well. was, yeah, yeah. And then 2011 rocks up, Skyrim comes out and I'm totally enthralled into that. Dungeon Siege 2 I'm always enthralled with I always go back and create a new character and sometimes I'm not going to lie I cheat because I like to advance the story because I like yep. getting to the plot points and that's part of the fun with cheats I don't look down on them if you've done the game and you've done it on a hard mode you can go back and revisit it for that story awards are exactly what you said I love as well um, hence why I got into RP myself was that I missed acting from college when I finished um, and so I started doing role playing because I liked inhibiting this like paladin in a world I already know and being able to get a group of people together to do almost like a D&D &D inside WoW. You get a character, you gear him up, you attach him to a guild, you have your guild emblem, you're like a holy paladin, and when you go to events, you do a slash roll for whatever happens. Yeah, and you have to yeah, play yeah. the outcome, exactly like Dungeons and Dragons, but within the setting of World of Warcraft. And that was quite awesome as well, because I'd think, well, I've done loads of 3D work today. I've done like a week's worth of rotoscoping, which is like cutting out people essentially, listeners. Tough. It sucks, it's boring. It's fun when you see the results, but it takes a long time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to now go to this mountain in Ice Crown, we're gonna fight trolls and it's gonna be hilarious. I love that. Yeah, um, I, I think that's, I think we're very similar in that really, I guess like it is, that's something totally different that you can't experience in any other way. Yeah, no, it's it is totally it's a magic of youth which you can capture as an adult, and I think that's so uh, yeah. important for going through this moment. If like, I mean, this is why I'm so geared up. I've taken off Thursday and Friday in a few weeks' time for BFA. Okay. Um, I I couldn't take the f few days before, and my mate was like, "Don't take release day. It's going to be patchy. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. Don't take the day afterwards because you'll get back in your and you always got the evening. Yeah, like I've yeah, got the evening, right." <laughs> Um, and I'm so geared up. I know that I can just sit here. I'm going to buy a load of sweets, even though it's detriment to my hat. But this is Great. part of health and yeah, happiness. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just smash it. And it's yeah. going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to that. So I know that if I work really hard the next week and the week after, I've got that reward. Yeah, I think 
I I guess kind of wrapping this up, I'm not gonna be here for the, the launch. Yeah. But I'm I'm not that fussed. You'll be fine. It's... I'm I'm only gonna be back I don't know, like four days after launch or something. And that's fine by me. It's I wouldn't have been far, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll come back and you're like two 120s or whatever. No, 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 no way. I don't think I'll get that far. I'm really going to nail... I like nailing one character and searching everything. So I might not even be max level by the time you get back from holiday because I'm going to actually spend time... Every other expansion, I've rushed through to the max level and then I've done max level stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Because I wanted to start raiding immediately. Yeah. Um, or try to raid and fail miserably. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm actually going to take my time leveling and search all these things. So by the time I reach max cap... I've done all the quests, I've done all the side missions, I've got all the really cool unlockables. I don't want to have to go back at max level, I want to do them when they're necessary. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's something for me to think about as well. I mean, I got to, I mean, I know we're going back to gaming again, but for, for me, with this last expansion, I did. I loved the story all the way through, I think it was great. Legion was great fun. But then I got to a point, I was like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. I, I need to unlock things like flying and stuff. And then it was just a grind, grind, grind as fast yeah. as I fucking can. And then it was like, chill out again. I can see the story, this, that, and the other. But yeah, it was it was, uh, it was, was a good expansion. So I think that'll do it for yeah, a show. Yeah, I think um, that'll do it. We've got an hour 20 again because... Yeah, yeah, be fine. Who cares? I think that's that's going to be how long the show is. Like. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. God, i got another podcast I've been listening to that's like four hours long for the next episode, so... Fucking hell, I don't, it's going to take me ages to listen Plane? to Plane? Yeah, I've probably hey, watched that. Hey, I love you very much. He's <laughs> yeah, listening to that four-hour podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've probably watched stuff on the plane. It depends. Like, we, Because normally when I go on a plane, I, I take Kristen's tablet because I'm going away for work. And she doesn't use her tablet that much, but... She might want to use a tablet on a plane, so I might have to watch stuff on my fucking phone. Find something you can both watch, like Mean Girls. It's yeah. a perfect film for both it, it sexes. It actually Everyone is. Everyone loves Mean Girls. It's actually mean good girls. fun. I really do like that film. I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I'll put that on the tablet. Just hey, Janice, no, <laughs> where'd you get it? Oh, I know. What's it, what's it made out of? Your mum's chest hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get that one. Yeah. I'll, I'm going gonna, gonna to get that when we get home. So. Just for the hell of it. So, yeah, that was the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at slackers underscore studio and join our Discord at the link in the show notes. So, before we do the outro, um, I'd like to ask you guys, what would you, what do you think about our topic today? Mm. Uh, if you could just scroll up so I could see the uh, question oh, yeah. again so I can read it out. So, what do you find rewarding about playing games? Why is it a treat to you? What gives you the satisfaction and why? And do you think it has an effect on your life or has it made your life better? Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Honestly, because, you know, we've been waffling on about it and I love hearing different opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really great when we hear from you guys. I, I mean, that's part of the reason we do this show is to interact with other like-minded people in the community. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's really good fun. So, don't let your boss slack, catch you slacking. Oh, fucking hell. Donkeys are aliens. Donkeys are aliens. Go on, Ed. Don't let your boss catch you slacking. Until next time, we've, we've been, been your slackers. slackers. This is the outro that Ed really hates. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more! Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond. 
Hey Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking.